<laughs> right when you open your mouth. <laughs> We're rolling. So today we want to talk about a topic that is personal to us. Um, we're just going to talk about our story with health issues. I have some questions for Doug and um, let's just get right into it. So Doug, when did you learn about your health problems? I was, I think, 25. I don't remember. So five years ago. How did this entire health journey play out? What did you, what was the first indication that anything was happening? You went to the doctor. How long did it take for them to figure out what it was? That kind of like the whole health journey. I woke up one morning and I felt like my chest just had like the most piercing pain through it. And I was like, oh, this is probably what a heart attack feels like. Just like, that's just what I was thinking. And it got worse and worse and I wasn't able to breathe. And eventually, it's actually kind of a fucked up story. Like when it, when it actually happened, my mom was taking my grandpa to the vet to potentially talk about putting his dog down. And then like, well, they were, I was supposed to like go help them like with that decision and all that. And I was in so much pain. I think my mom was a little pissed at first that I didn't go. And then- 15, 20 minutes later, I called her. I was like, yo, you need to come back and take me to the hospital. I just like couldn't breathe. Like my chest, it was awful. So that's when I found out. Um, I went to the hospital and I ended up, they diagnosed me with like pericarditis, which is fluid around the heart. And then like went to my lungs and stuff. Um, that's how I originally found out. And they thought it was just like a one time. You just got, oh, you just got an infection that can cause pericarditis. They didn't treat me properly. And then I just kept getting sick. Like every month for like six months, I'd go to the hospital because like something was wrong. Uh, and then also I started to realize that like the six months leading up to this, like I had this like sinus infection that like didn't go away. I never properly treated it. I just like, it was ongoing and like thinking back, I started to connect all those dots and it was a good like year plus of like going to different doctors, people telling me it was all in my head, that I was stressed out, all this stuff. And I just like knew that something was wrong. So kept going to different doctors. And then it was actually like my general practitioner doctor that called me and she's like, you know what? I think you may have this thing. And I was like, what the fuck? I've been seeing all these specialists that are supposed to be like the top of the field they didn't know what was going on. And my general doctor called me and she's like, I think you may have this. And then a couple of weeks later, um, I was just like in the doctor's office for a checkup. Cause I was like going to the doctor all the time. It was like a weekly thing. I'd go to numerous appointments trying to figure out what was going on. And I remember they were doing like the vital checks before the appointment. It was like a sinus doctor and I just blacked out. I remember the lights, like looking up at the light the whole entire room went white and then it went black and then I just don't remember. And then my mom was in there with me and then they luckily the doctor's office was connected to a hospital. So they took me down there, but they didn't know what was going on. They transferred me to one, a different hospital and then shit was still going wrong. And they sent me to finally like a really good hospital in downtown Chicago. And I mean, this is like my second or third major hospital visit at this point. 
and I don't know what was going on. Like nobody really knew. And then this one doctor just came in and he happened to be the world expert on this disease that like one in a million people have. And he's like, yo, you have this. And it was the exact thing that my general doctor called me and said that I probably had, which is a, it's an autoimmune disorder. It's a type of vasculitis, which essentially means it like attacks your blood vessels. So I had this, there's this white blood cell called an eosinophil that everybody has, but like they overpopulate in my body and then they attack different organs and shit. So it attacks my heart, which usually it doesn't happen until like way longer on. Attack my heart first, my lungs, my brain for a little bit, my sinuses. So it all started, we connected the pieces. I got adult onset asthma in college, which was always weird. I had this ongoing sinus affection. I had the pericarditis and this doctor just figured all, all of it out. He was the world expert in it. And then I got diagnosed with it. It's called EGPA. Long description. That was, I mean, that was an amazing story. Thanks, baby. <laughs> um, how do your health issues affect your daily life? The main things I deal with are I have asthma. So, I mean, it's not like always bad, but I have definitely have lung issues and it's not always the, the easiest to breathe. So I have two different inhalers and then the biggest one, which like also very thankful that these are the two issues I have because other people with this, this disease have like much worse ongoing shit, but my sinuses are really bad. So I are, I've already had one sinus surgery, but I am constantly congested. I There's like every other day I can't breathe out of one side of my nose. Like it's pretty brutal as far as my sinuses. That's like the biggest thing in my life that I deal with. The asthma is controlled with all the inhalers, but the sinuses, I do take medication for it, but it's just like a constant everyday thing. You know, we have 30 boxes of Kleenex <laughs> at all times. Yeah, I definitely know. You live in... 60 square feet with someone with congestion problems and you definitely know <laughs> i'm not going to complain here though um what were your concerns with living in the van the biggest one was i was seeing doctors pretty regularly so i'm like oh i'm not gonna be able to see this doctor this one guy in the fucking country that like knows how to treat it so i was like i don't want to lose him and then also Every month I have to take these shots, like these mini infusions. And at the time I had to do them at the hospital or like the doctor's, the doctor's office or infusion clinic. So I was like, shit, well, I can't like go back to Chicago every month to do this. Also like the whole insurance process at that time of like switching it from getting it at one location versus another, which I did like took forever. And I was like, well, if I have to do that every single month, if we're traveling state to state, it's just not going to work out. So I was like, that's, those are the two big things for me. The rest, I was like, I'm, I'm fine besides that. Yeah. Um, how did you make it work in the van? Great question. <laughs> A beautiful woman named Haley oh, told God. me not to fear and to look into alternate options. So it was actually like kind of a weird moment. Like my doctor told me he was retiring so I was like okay that first concern of losing that doctor he's retiring so it's like 
if I'm going to get a new doctor, I can get a new doctor anywhere. And then I read that I did some research and found out that the medication I got, you could, you can get it shipped to your house and do your own shots, which like kind of freaked me out at the time. But I was like, oh shit, there's a way to get these shipped at, like for me to do it at home. So the first thing I did was started like, while we were building the van, I started to get them shipped and was like doing them at home for the first time just to get used to that. Did I answer all that? What else? Yeah, I mean, you, you got your medication shipped to you on the road. So the process was finding a UPS location wherever we were and just timing it out so that every four weeks you're taking these shots. And I'm sure it wasn't completely perfect, but it worked every month. You always got your medication when you expected it. Yeah, the, right? the, a big concern I had was like, oh, they may only let me ship it to one place at a time. And then I called them and they're like, oh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be traveling for work. Like, what do I do? And they're like, oh, you could just update the address. And it was all done online. So I'd literally go online. I could ship it anywhere and they would ship it there. Um, UPS store, some of them are free. Some you have to pay like 5 to $15 to get a package shipped. But it would arrive in a day. So I would just call them, let them know that, like, make sure that they offer that service. Always recommend doing that with like a high uh, value medication and then just ask them and almost all of them say yes. So I'd ship them there, uh, which worked out awesome. We would just drive and pick it up and that'd be it. And then occasionally, you know, if we, every month or two, we would like stay at an Airbnb or we'd park in someone's driveway that we knew, I would kind of map that out and just get it shipped to their house as well. So like there's tons of different options and don't let that stop you from doing it because it's such a dumb thing to stop you like that shouldn't be the reason why you don't do it because you have to worry worry about where your medication gets shipped if you can get it shipped like take advantage of that and also if you don't know like reach out to your doctor or the pharmacy and maybe there's other options that you don't know so just investigate a little bit definitely we'd like to take a minute to talk about the sponsor of this episode park it life these friends of ours have an incredible online store designed for adventurers and travelers alike. After creating an entire homestead, including a converted schoolie, they started selling some stylish, utilitarian adventure items for their shop. From patches and beanies to overnight canvas tote bags and firewood carriers, they know exactly what you need on the road. I bought Doug the Burley multi-use canvas tool bag for Christmas in 2019 and I instantly knew from the material that it was going to hold up well on the road. Over a year later, after being overstuffed with the most random objects in the van, it is still in near-perfect condition. They handcraft their items to last. Now Haley, don't forget to mention their van and schoolie patches with the perfect phrase, life is where you park it. Park it Life ships worldwide, and they have an overall five-star rating on Etsy. They are giving the Van Life Diaries listeners a generous offer of 10% off their online shop. Go to parkitlife.com and use the coupon code EXPLORE at checkout. That's www.parkitlife.com, coupon code EXPLORE at checkout. Back to the episode. Um, what would you say are some of the more difficult things you have to deal with in the van with your sinus disease? I mean, being sick in the van in general is just not fun because it's so small. 
And sometimes when you're like really congested and you're in 60 square feet, like you're in this little thing, like it could be a little uncomfortable. Um, weather changes as well are tough. You go from one climate to another and that kind of changes how your sinuses are doing. Some are great, some are not great. Um, what kind of climates are good for your sinuses for you personally? And bad, like what climates? The worst, the ones that are bad are like being in the desert. It's good and bad because like the the issue is, is it always feels like you're more congested than you are and like not to be too grotesque here, but like <laughs> your mucus in your nose dries out super quick and it forms to the shape of the, your nose cavity, your sinus cavity. So like it creates these little like coffin things where they get stuck and it's like you pull it out and it's literally like the shape of your nose because it's so dry so like you're in florida florida was great um Mm. because of the humidity there that felt really nice um that's probably the biggest one yeah (laughs) um and i just have one last question um what are the benefits to being on the road for health issues at least your health issues For me, it was like being outside a lot more, a lot more fresh air. I wasn't in the city in an apartment. I was like out hiking and doing things in nature, which I think was really good for my health. Um, It also allowed me to discover what parts of the country and what climates are best for me. So it's like, that's a benefit. I wouldn't have known what places are good and what aren't good. And I think just like getting over the hurdle of that, that was the thing that was holding me back and the fact that I did it and it was like totally chill now when I get stressed about other stuff I'm like well I did that thing which is kind of the biggest thing for me worried about my health and where I'm living and how I'm living so if like you could succeed in that it's like I think it just helped me be a lot more confident in traveling and exploring and all that yeah I remember when we thought you would have to still go in to get your shots every month and we were even figuring out ways to make that work. Like, we'll we'll just change the place to, like, the center of America. And then we'll have, like, that – we'll just go back each month. We'll just do it because we have to. We don't have a choice. Um, so I think if you want to do it and there's, like, a way for you to do it safely, I think it's it's worth it to just take the risk and try it out. Don't let it hold you back. Something that I would think about before, like while we were moving and I'd be getting anxiety was I'm going to have the same health issues I have sitting in this apartment that I will sitting in the van wherever I am. Like it's not going to change anything. It's not like I'm, you know, so think about that and just like try to get creative. And if you, you know, don't let it hold you back, there's always some way to do it. Even if it's not full time, you could find other ways to do it. Doing it full time, you totally can. If you're like living your life right now, figuring it out, you'll figure it out. I think that's a really good closing thought. Thanks, Doug, for and that's sharing a your closing story. Thought from Doug. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for hearing about my sinuses and all my issues. And I hope you don't have as many issues. But if you do have the issues, I'm here for you and I love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.